So here we are again at Coffee Pods, where we're continuing our journey of ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit. Hello, Wes. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm here and uh, looking forward to this one. It's got yeah. some good question. Yeah, we get some good questions um, through the Academy and through the Acorn Lounge that really help shape um, these conversations, don't they? Mm. Um, so when we were together last, we were looking at ministering in the power of the Holy Spirit and how important the Holy Spirit is when we pray for healing how we can access the Holy Spirit and also then share it uh, with others. But some questions that have come out of this as well. One of them Mm. is, how do I know if it's the Holy Spirit leading me and not my own imagination? I mean, I've been there. I'm sure you've been there as well. But how do we know, Wes? Wow. I mean, that is a great question. In fact, Lisa, if I could work this out 100%, I'd write the book (laughs) and retire on the proceeds (laughs) of it. Because it's a bit like saying, how can I hear God a hundred percent of the time, all of the time, <laughs> and be a hundred percent right all the time? Yeah. You know, and 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 actually, I've got to be honest, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, but um, is there a way that I can distinguish between what might be God and the Holy Spirit and what might be me? and the holy spirit and um uh, a a quick story i um when you have children you get to watch the games they play Um, and my son was um playing star wars on the computer Mm -hmm. and and actually two things really struck me about it one was it was a it was a really good graphic name (laughs) game you know it's well done but the other thing that struck me is my son was really good at it which made me ask the question how long have you been playing this game yeah (laughs) anyhow so I stood behind him and I watched and he explained it to me and, you know, he was going along like this and all the figures bounce along as they sort of, you know, shoot and what, everything yeah. else. And I looked at my watch and I thought, oh, crap, I've got to get to the prayer meeting. Quick, quick, quick. So I rushed out, got in the car, got to the church, you know, owned up. We sat down to lead the prayer meeting. I bowed my head, closed my eyes, and all I could see was this game, <laughs> you know, and the, and the figures bouncing along. And I thought, oh, boy, you know. My imagination had been really powerfully impacted, so I had to do something to do. How do we know the difference? Well, I guess the question is, um, how do you know if something's not right in life? You know, um, so, I mean, you know, I presume you cook, Lisa. Um, yeah. how, do you know, how do you know if something you've just taken from the fridge isn't right, isn't good? It usually stinks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It usually stinks and it's usually got a bit of a colour to it. You think, yeah. Mm, yeah. maybe maybe should have thrown that out a bit before. <laughs> so in a sense, if you apply that back here, how would you know whether something was like, you know, genuine from God mm. or from you? Now, I'm not suggesting if it's from you, it's going to stink. Right. <laughs> but what I'm saying is Paul actually um, writes to the church and he says, um, those who have learned by practice or by use to distinguish between good and evil. Right. And so I think one of the things that we want to do is to say, um, maybe there's some experiences where we've had moments of thought, nah, you know, about church or about God or stuff. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't sound right. So, for instance, somebody might be talking to us and all the words might sound right, but something in your knower, the, the knowing bit of you, mm-hmm. right, sort of goes, hmm, that doesn't look right, doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, it, doesn't, um, it doesn't feel like 
Jesus. I can't imagine Jesus saying that, yeah. you know, and, and of course, uh, then maybe even you might even say um, it doesn't sound like the sort of words he would use, yeah. you know, and whatever. So perhaps sometimes there's a way of, of knowing it. I think with humility, um, one of the things we've always wanted to do is to say, if you think God's speaking to you, one of the things you'll be able to do is to just hold it in your heart and sort of, if you like, present it back to him to sort of say, God, I think you're saying this to me. I just want to offer it back to you. Mm. You know, just breathe on it, make it live, you know, yeah. whatever. Whereas I know that some people, when they get really worked up and emotional, they'd say to me, I can't hold this in. Yeah. And that's sort of sometimes that makes me go, well, hang on a minute, you know, you're still in charge of your own body, mind and yeah. mouth. You probably could hold it in. Yeah. Um, and then the, the only other thing that I've seen is um, I think you've got things like the Bible. Does it sound like the Bible? You know, does, yeah. is, is, is this thing that I'm hearing, you know, has that got echoes of scripture in it? Um, is this good for the people that I'm with? And And one of the things perhaps sometimes, you know, we do is to say, do I need to say this? Yeah. Or is this just for, to help me understand what's happening? But I don't need to really say anything. So I think we have ways of knowing. You have ways of knowing that people are genuine. Yeah. Or, or I was going to say, you have no ways of knowing whether this is really a bargain or not. You know. <laughs> and, and maybe there, some of those things uh, are a bit like that as well. Yeah, I, I can really see that. And on a lighter note, I'm really glad you mentioned the Star Wars thing because I went to a prayer meeting once and I knew I was going to um, a barbecue place for dinner afterwards. So all <laughs> I was thinking in my head was this beef rib. And so in my head, I was like, is this prophetic or is this because I'm hungry? And it's definitely because I'm hungry. So <laughs> yes. I'm glad you mentioned that. But going back to a more serious note, how much of this wears comes down to discernment is it is it like discernment it's theological knowledge it's common sense is it a bit of everything yes yeah, a bit of everything yeah it's but it's bible it's you see again just take a little thing the holy spirit might speak something to me in one meeting um with some group of people what i can't do is then just assume that that same thing is right for the next meeting that i go to yeah and I have to discern what what God is trying to do in the meeting with the people and what they need. So there's your discernment. I mean, yeah. Bible and preaching and teaching. Well, that's that's always the same in a sense. But even with that, you're 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 nuancing it. You're fitting it. You're leaning it into the need, the situation that you're with. Yeah. But I would also say one of the things, perhaps, um, follow the flow of love. What is what is the loving thing to do for these people? And and that's not necessarily stroke, you know, their, their, their hair and, you know, squeeze their hand and be all, you know, sometimes the, the loving thing is to say, actually, this isn't really helping you, is it? Yeah. Um, and, and so I think in the end, oh, I'm, it sounds very trite, isn't it? But I try and think if Jesus was here now, what would he be doing? Yeah. You know, and, and try and discern that journey. So that's that's sort of my sort of some of my mechanisms about 
is, is this me? Is this Jesus? I, am I reacting to something that somebody else has said? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's super helpful. And then I suppose something I've heard you say before is to don't try and second guess God because <laughs> we yeah. can do that in this process as well. But what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, you know, there are sometimes um, it's possible to try and make things more complicated than God has, you know. <laughs> Um, and 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 I I often think um, I, I was driving to see a, a couple when I was leading Vineyard, and then they had some marriage issues, whatever. And I I was praying for them in the car, and I was like, Jesus name, I just bind out, Lord, really sort this out, you know, really get them to see, you know. And, and I came to the traffic lights, I remember, and I was just driving up the hill, and this voice of the Holy Spirit said to me, he said, Where's do you know? you're harder to please than God is, <laughs> you know, and I thought, oh, wow, and actually, so for the rest of the journey, I thought, I just better lighten up <laughs> in, in God, and and so sometimes, you know, it, we can be in, in danger of assuming that what we think is what God thinks. Okay, yeah. Um, but also, you know, particularly in healing, um, we second-guess God by saying this sort of thing. If I pray, Maybe this isn't God's will. Oh. And maybe he wants to do something completely different. Yeah. And maybe he doesn't want to do it now. Maybe he wants to do it in three months' time. Yeah. You know, and, and suddenly I've stopped looking at Jesus. I've stopped looking at, at what the Bible has said to me. I've stopped living in the reality of what I knew Jesus would do if he was there. And I've tried to second guess God. Because actually, I'm, you know, I'm afraid that if I pray, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And I wonder how much of that is actually um, like a, a church culture thing. Um, because mm. in the scriptures, like interactions with Jesus in particular, I don't really see that. I don't see the second guessing. It's just you can heal. So, you know, so will you do it? And, and mm. I don't know if I see as much of that in our culture. Do you know, that's really good because I don't think the disciples, when they were sent out in twos, second guessed Jesus. No. You know, so they come, you know, uh, uh, Peter and, and John, the gate beautiful in Acts chapter three. There's no part of them that while they're standing in front of the guy who's lame are going, I wonder if Jesus wants to do this. I wonder if Jesus wants to do this now. I wonder if Jesus has got another plan for this guy's no. life. You know, I wonder if, you know, there's none of that. No. They take what they know of Jesus and what he's commanded them to do, and they don't try and get cleverer than God is on it. Yeah. You know? yeah. And sometimes I wonder if we expend more energy trying to second guess God than if we just obeyed what we were supposed to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think actually, in my experience, I've seen people who are either new to faith or maybe wouldn't say that they're in a relationship with Jesus actually be more like that than I have been like that and I just wonder if it's because they haven't got any of these you know things that are just holding them back and preventing you from being like that yeah they they don't second guess God they they no. assume they assume yeah. and and that's perhaps what happens in other cultures where people say oh but it happens here in Africa or it happens here or whatever maybe they don't try and second guess God as much as we do yeah yeah that's a good point I like that yeah do you ever feel uncertain <laughs> you, obviously you pray for a lot of people <laughs> uh, yeah do you know what? I 
I don't I don't feel uncertain about who God is. I feel uncertain about me. Okay. Yeah. I feel uncertain about have I got this right? You know, yeah. uh, and even with all, all the things I know, and and I guess yes, there are times when um, you start on a journey of prayer or ministry, and if you if you if you give be in my brain at the time, you would realise that I had no idea a where this was going to end, or b what the next step was. Okay, but I've started. So and, I was going to say, but what? So what do you do? Because you look like you, you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we bluff well, most of us. But um, <laughs> what I do is, I realised that the only moment that I'm going to need the next step is when the first step is over. Okay. So if I say to God, I committed myself, I will start, Lord. You know, as soon as I've started, Lord. I'm going to rely on you to tell me what the next thing to do is. Yeah. And and actually, I think the Bible calls that faith and yeah. trust. Whereas actually what we want to do, and, and, and we, I've done this as well, I want to be in control of the thing. I want to know each step before I start, and I want to know how it ends before I start. Yeah. And what I learned over the years, Lisa, is that God doesn't do that because then I become independent of him. Yeah. And it becomes about what I can feel and understand, not about what he knows and what he wants to do. Mm. And and my phrase is this, that God gives us enough information to aid our obedience, but not so much information to promote our independence. Okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. yes, do I feel uncertain? Yes. Does it stop me starting? Not now, no. Yeah. So if maybe if there's some, somebody listening and they're thinking, oh, I wish I could take that step. Like, would you literally say just start or is there is there sort of something you can encourage them to do? Like, so say they have started. Do they just listen? What do they do? Or is it different for everyone? Uh, probably different for everyone. But I'll tell you what, the first thing you could do is you could just you meet with somebody and you say, can I pray for you? Step one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, there's step one. Step two is just be silent for a moment and listen mm -hmm. to God. Step three is the Holy Spirit will put something into your mind. Now, it's going to be about blessing. It's going to be about God's goodness. It's going to be about his grace. It's going to be about his love because that's your role. Mm -hmm. If God wants to tell anybody off, <laughs> he's quite able to do that in a different way. He doesn't actually necessarily need you to be the person to do it. Yeah, because it's God's kindness that led me to repentance. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it wasn't God's judgment that led me to repentance. It was God's kind. I didn't become a Christian because I because if I didn't, I was going to burn in hell. Yeah. I became a Christian because I I saw that God loved me and said, "Where's I'd like us to know one another more? Can we get rid of this sin issue in your life?" Yeah, <laughs> you know. And I thought, "Oh God." And I then found out that I'd escaped, you know, judgment. I thought, oh, this is brilliant. Yeah, you know? yeah. But actually say, can I pray for you? Wait and listen and then pray the loving grace thing that comes into your mind. And, and you know, if God wants to extend it, that's fine. If he doesn't stop. Yeah, that's really helpful.
really helpful brilliant well we hope those of you who are listening um have found this as helpful as we have yeah, yeah. through. do pass it on to people um you can subscribe to our page wherever you listen to your podcasts and then you'll be notified every time that a new podcast is released but we look forward to catching you at either our next event or the next time we come together at coffee pods and thank you wes bye yeah, bye bye, bye. Oh, <laughs>